Merry Christmas and welcome to The Endless Stream, episode 92. I'm Aiden, and as usual I am joined by Kevin and Brian this week. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers and all-round shit talkers and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you get your content we take a chunk of it, we watch it and we talk about it. This week we kind of do a bit of a recap of the year that we've had. We talk about Andor, we talk about Reacher, we talk about Murderville, we talk about Obi-Wan, we talk about Boba Fett, we talk about... We talk about kind of... We just do a little revisit of everything. We talk about the state of the world, the state of our worlds. I went to see Avatar at one point, so that sort of comes up. It's done a little funny just based on people's time availability. So this week you're going to hear me and Brian talk for a little bit. Then you're going to hear me and Kevin talk for a little bit. Both are fun conversations and both make up this seasonal episode of the end of stream if you like what you hear please consider subscribing with the podcast head over to itunes rate review like subscribe we're on spotify as well i think you can find us on youtube also the endless stream on top of all that you can head over to instagram at the endless cast where we put up artwork to go with each episode and that's a great place to reach out and disagree with us suggest something for us to watch comment just have a bit of a conversation with us you can also send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com all of that being said let's get into the episode so we're crazy busy at this Christmas season. We're all running hither and hither. So what we're doing is we're stealing a bit of time of availability of all of us. So I'm going to do a, a little chunk with Brian and then a chunk with Kevin later. And this will be our sort of Christmas episode. And hopefully they'll cut together in a fun way. Um, this will come out... Maybe Christmas Day, maybe the Monday after. Um, I don't know that I should break the... The... Uh, no, coming out in Stevens's Day, something to listen to on Stevens's. That's not a bad idea, right? People are busy on Christmas Day. Let's stay on the Mondays. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and then we'll take a week off. And we'll come back with an episode on the 8th, I think, is fair, right? Give us all a break. We got through our second year of uh, podcasts. Any, any. It's becoming up on. Where's episode 100? How far away are we? This will be 92. So we, we must do something for episode 100. Any highlights from this year in podcasting? Something we watched, something we did, something we talked about? Something Aiden said that was stupid? Oh, God. I mean, we could do a top 100. That should be the 100 episode, top 100. Stupid shit Aiden said. Yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh. Um, Can't even say I'm dumb and be right. Of the many things we watched this year, is there something you enjoyed? I mean, maybe. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm just... I feel like there's the onset of uh, a Christmas cold, you know? Right. Um, maybe, maybe I should put out a bit of a... Stuff those uh, for the episode. I'll talk like this. Um, no, <laughs> but that that just might be my lack of enthusiasm right now because I'm I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Um, a funny year. A funny year. Funny year in terms of you know yeah content. Well, like I see, I always lose track as well. I saw like a. A stupid little TikTok where somebody was like, "This is how I got through my year," and it was like January, February, March, April, and as it did, it was like the different shows that popped up throughout the year. And I was like, "Holy crap, that was all, all this year, you know?" So like, 
Moon Knight was this year. Peacemaker. Uh, what else did we talk about? She-Hulk. We watched Love, Death and Robots. There was the Obi-Wan show. Was that Boba Fett show this year? I think it was, yeah. I think it was. That was such a letdown, really, ultimately, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, given what they had sort of lined up from the sort of Mandalorian end of things. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to get into Andor. Mm-hmm. I was watching it last night. Um, still still trying to wrap my head around like what the, the disconnect is. I think part of it for me is like on some unconscious level. I've never thought of the character as being Andor. He's Cassian. Oh, right. The show's called Andor. So in my mind, Andor, so Andor sounds like a place. Mm. Right. It sounds like Endor. Yeah, it sounds like Endor. And I think that's part of it. I'm watching it and I, I I don't know what the I don't know what like the elevator pitch or the tagline or the high concept thing for the show is. Where are you in this? Presumably series? it's I do I've finished it. Like I've watched You finished I've watched it? it? I've watched it three or four times and I'm just like dipping in and out. It's just not holding my attention. Wow, okay at all i just and like there's so much to like in it i'm I'm not saying i dislike it but mm. i just have this like i don't know what the hook is you know i don't know what the hook for me like i, I know with the mandalorian it's it's uh kind of a back to roots space spaghetti western mm. but it's it's set in space you know yeah. i kind of get that and it's the then it's the lone wolf and cup thing mm. It's it's Lone Wolf and Cub, but instead of samurai opera, it's yeah. Um, I, I know what you're cowboys saying. and bounty hunters, and it's in space. I I, I know, I kind of like, yeah. What's the high concept thing? What's the hook? I know what it is for so many things. I'm watching Andor, and I'm just like, it's the prequel to Rogue One, and it doesn't even feel like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just and again, none of this is a criticism of the show. I just I can't. There's a lot to like about it. Mm-hmm. I like the music. I like the production design. There's a lot in there that's great. Um, but nothing's hooking great, you into it. You know? Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, it's just not holding me. Interesting. Um, so, see, I'm trying to think if even I, if I could give you a, a sort of a hook to it. I, I love that it's, it's this character's journey, but it's not a, it's not a hooky, pitchy kind of thing. It, it's from completely disaffected to completely invested. You know, and the other element is, you know, it's showing, seeing the Empire as a as a despotic, bureaucratic force that just like rounds up people is... I think part of it as well is that it's it's not, it's not very... I've seen Gilroy kind of talk about the pace and stuff and mm. people's criticizing the pace. I'm not criticizing the pace, mm-hmm. but stylistically, mm. you know, it is very... I wouldn't even say it's muted or subdued because things that are kind of muted or subdued spend a lot more time than, you know, looking at kind of background details or environment or stuff mm-hmm. like that. This just feels very, it, it feels static more so than subdued or muted, you know, hmm. as in like opposite of dynamic. Okay. Um, so you've, maybe you've watched, you have at least yeah. observed the whole thing two or three times, you know, whether various degrees of sort of yeah. locking into yeah. it. The, yeah. the heist so, like, I, sequence I, 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 in episode five, I think it is, or six. That yep. was great, wasn't it? Or did you enjoy that? It's good. It's okay. good. 
Like, yeah. but it's not. It's not like holy shit. It was just like okay. Right. I was. I was holy shit. Okay. I was like heart beating <laughs> watching it, getting fucking tense. Same yeah. thing with with no. the whole one way out, and that moment where Circus is stuck on the edge, and he can't. You know, I loved it. Um, like I said, I, yeah. I don't dislike any of it. Yeah. Um, it just hasn't hooked me. And maybe it's just like I've always said, like I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I never have been. That's um, fair. There's a lot of things in the universe that I like the ideas around. And I, one of the things I'm kind of thinking when I'm watching it is that I wish it didn't have to be one or the other with this. I wish we could get like something that has the bureaucracy and the kind of more character like there there's rarely a mention of you know a laser sword or a telekinesis or anything it's almost like it's a completely different world oh yeah it's, and it's, it's not and it's it's cool that it doesn't always have to have that stuff but i also feel like it doesn't have to be one or the other yeah. i think you can also elevate that world by bringing it in when well you see the, the you know utilizing it when it's I do, I do get you. Um, I think that there's, there was this scarcity of that magic in the first Star Wars movies. Yeah. You know, like Han Solo has this whole, I've been from one end of the galaxy to the other line and I ain't seen nothing that resembles, you know, yep. like it, it was only with the prequels and the animated shows that it became this sort of yep. like central fixation on it. So you know, when it kind of pops up in, I guess it is mentioned a bit more in Rogue One because you've got the, they're on Jeddah and they're on the, the former. I mean, everybody's favorite part is Vader mm-hmm. showing up. And yeah. the reason that works so well is because it's an otherwise entirely grounded, mm-hmm. you know, ground level resistance thing. And, and then, and then a wizard shows up. Massive force in, the, yeah, and it's it's cool. Um, it's cool. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I mean, the fact that I've tried watching it three or four times, you know, kind of speaks to the fact that I, I, I haven't watched it. Went, no, fuck this, I'm not interested. Like, I am interested. It just hasn't. Yeah. I, I think it could be that stylistic thing and that, you know, I, I have no problem with slow pacing or kind of subdued storytelling, but it does feel very, it does feel kind of stilted or static in places. Okay. Um... What do you make of um, uh, uh, Skarsgård's character, uh, Luthen? You know, do you think? Do you think it? I was about to say, do you think he's a Jedi, or do you think that even matters? I don't think it really matters ultimately. But he's got the Kuiper crystal, and he's got that extending staff. That I'm like, if he put that crystal in that hilt, is it going to do something different? Um, it's a nice little. I I think if seed, I think I I think it doesn't need to be, mm. but I think if he is. If they choose the right moment to reveal it, it could be great. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would undermine the rest of the grounded storytelling, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because at the end of the day, it, it's fan service, mm-hmm. you know. It'd be cool to see that after all this terrible stuff happened, after the Empire kind of rose to power, that there are these characters out there that we, you know, maybe haven't heard about in in the kind of uh, extended universe of the lore, mm-hmm. but they were there. Mm-hmm. They were doing doing their bit, and it it doesn't it doesn't diminish the story if he is or isn't yeah a wizard, you know yeah. Um, I thought we just start calling them wizards. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, this year was the Matrix. 
That was the that was the our first episode this year was the Star Trek Visions, Star Wars Visions episode where we went through that. Matrix Resurrections came out last year though because I watched it at Christmas while I had COVID. Okay, our I guess our so first it was, it, it was a year. release was eleventh yeah. of January. Yeah. That was where we covered it. I'm just having a quick look back at our Instagram to see what sort of art got posted with each thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about that I watched it the time. in an empty house. <laughs> in an empty house? I watched it in an empty house because uh, I had COVID. Uh-huh. And I had... Oh, it, was so, it was so strange. Um, I was basically getting up at like maybe three o'clock in the evening, like going from my bed to the couch and then lying on the couch from three in the evening, afternoon, until like 8 a.m. And then at 8 a.m. going to bed <laughs> for a couple of hours and getting back it up. So I watched I watched Matrix Resurrections in a kind of a COVID haze. <laughs> God. There was decent stuff in there, but there was a lot of stuff that didn't work in there. Mm. But my expectations were pretty low for it anyway, though. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a real sort of footnote to the whole Matrix yeah. world. Are there, there, there was nice stuff in there, but... Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the the f- the film's legacy is is what it changed about action cinema. Mm. So we're always going to watch anything else that comes in terms of an action film first. I am anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's going to really fall into the like category of didn't like, deliver on that front. But I liked the story. To be honest, I, I did actually like the story. But I do think it's going to fall into the category of like you know the way there's like. Chinatown and then there's The Two Jakes which was the sequel mm-hmm. and there's 2001 and then there's 2010 like these things are there but you know I don't think people are going to be going back to them as much um, yeah in any in any shape or form like this is the thing that this year has felt like it's flown by but it's also so much stuff got watched like what beyond got watched we just did so much stuff I think um, our, uh, Reacher was early this year um, it was wasn't it yeah that started off as strong but did you finish that I've lo- I did yeah I lost interest by the end yeah. started off strong but it just turned into the unconventional detective thing mm-hmm. before that um, Mr. Inbetween though that was awesome that was amazing. Yeah, that was a, that was that a was great superb. shout. Um, and that was Declan's suggestion. Declan's, yeah. 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 Um, that kind of just made me start digging the, around. Disney. That was one of the best things I watched this year, I think. Mm. Um, in terms of, you know, how, what's it set out to do? And then how successful is it at that? And how entertaining is it then to watch it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was that was an excellent show. No notes. <laughs> like even when you see it in like its early episodes kind of finding its feet a little bit, like he talks about cribbing off curb your enthusiasm a fair amount and um you know, like there there's very definite references to um I think he says sopranos and um you know, like he, he you can see he wears his influences on his sleeve. But even in finding its feature, like oh, he's 
like you watch those first couple of episodes where it's like there's the PP tape in his mate's house, and he's like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little finding its footing, but he's put so much into that world and that character over the course of twenty years that like once he gets rolling, he's rolling. I, I can't let PP slip. PP tape slide. Was that what it was? I'm sorry, <laughs> it was a piss fetish. Well, isn't that what they? <laughs> she, she was calling it the PP tape or Mister PP man. Like she was she Russian or something. Yeah, okay. she was. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't just land on that yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I think she like was like you, Mister Disgusting Man, with your pee pee tape. You know, like I made her kind of French, okay. but um, you know, she was giving him shit. I'm, I guess I just have uh, the terminology that's you know in my head associated with all that. It's the it's the Trump piss tape. Yeah, piss tape is real. <laughs> Because it is, you know what it is. You think that's real? It 100% is real. No question. No question. It's probably just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. That's I, another subject. I don't know. They like, see, yeah, we are jumping onto another subject, but it's like, they talk about that's that fine. guy as being like a germaphobe and like, Oh, he's never done drink and he's never done drugs. I'm like, that right. sounds like sure. bullshit. Mr. Fucking Studio 54 in the 70s. Sounds like a whole lot of horse shit to me. I think that man has done anything and everything to people that aren't particularly he's, into it. He's he's Gordon Gecko. Yeah. You know? Um, what was the number one activity in New York in the 80s? Cocaine. Recreational activity. Cocaine. Yep. We both like to do cocaine. What's that? That's a Oh Hello on Broadway ah, reference. Right. Uh, Nick Kroll and Mulaney are both big Steely Dan fans. And they're talking about Steely Dan and they start to sing. A Steely Dan song, but it's not a real Steely Dan song. It's kind of in the tune of shit. What's the name of the song? I have to look it up quickly. Anyway, they they sing a song and they make up lyrics, and it's about a waitress, and she, you know, she waits tables, and she's got to get this train home, and yeah, so waitress works in a diner. And then one of the lines in it is, we both like to do cocaine. Mm. I, I couldn't get through that. I didn't enjoy the oh hello thing. I First time I tried watching it, I couldn't get through it. But uh, I don't know why I stuck with it like a second time. It's very good. It really is. Once you kind of click into the... It's kind of like we're watching something like It's Always Sunny. You kind of have to get what the characters are about. And what they're doing with the characters before any of it becomes funny. Right. So you got to kind of watch it and know what the gag is, know what the type of things they're going to say, the type of references, what the kind of frame of references are. I kind of liken it to if somebody was to watch Father Ted for the first time that wasn't from yeah. UK or Ireland and yeah. just kind of had no sense of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so Any time I see somebody pushing Father Ted on like, Americans or Australians and stuff, I'm mm -hmm. just like, I don't think 
this is going to translate. No, yeah, I think you, and it's I think it's, it's aged quite a bit as well. You know? you know, yeah, um, like it's, it's aged it, quite a bit. Yeah, it's like telling somebody to watch Allo Allo or something. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. And uh, this is kind of like that. Like so many of the references, that there's a very specific like seventy year old living in New York. Mm. You know that has been there since they were probably younger, but now still lives there in what is you know a very kind of fast moving city. But anyway, the point being is that a lot of the jokes in it are specific to like kind of New York stuff. I'm not saying I get them, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is a lot of it initially is. It's just like, what is this? I I I don't get it. But like I said, it eventually clicked. Mm. Um, FM is the Steely Dan song. So I do, I don't think that. I could I don't think I could so. name it Steely Dan song. Reeling in the ears, you definitely know that. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that was Steely Dan. Um, yes, Steely Dan. Fair enough. Now I know. Rick, Ricky, don't lose that number. Also Steely Dan. Don't know. Might know it here, but don't know it offhand. You know, I'm blanking on the name of one of my favorite <laughs> Steely Dan songs. Do it again. There we go. Do you know that one? No. You probably do. Yeah, I, I think what I've got to do after this as a piece of homework is uh, go and open uh, Spotify and listen to Steely Dan. Trying to think what else, what else did we, what else did we do? What else did we watch? I mean, did you go anywhere this year that you was a highlight? No. Did you travel at all? No. Didn't go to, didn't go to Spain or Italy or England or Dublin, no. Belfast, Galway? I mean, Dublin, sure. Always a highlight. We <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't do that. Uh, she like popped over to Liverpool for that. For the screening of Nightlink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I just... <laughs> Go on. It won Best Animation. Yep. At Liverpool. Has that not clicked yet? <laughs> I forgot about that entirely. That was November, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I guess I didn't. I think. Uh, yeah, it won Best Animation. I forgot about that entirely. <laughs> oh. That probably doesn't sound like an applause over the microphone. But it was. Thank you. Thank you. I just. I'll do a jazz clap. Completely forgot about that. I've done a whack of drawn. I've done a whack of comedy. I don't know, whack a show running, I guess, to some degree. What would you call it? Promoting? Yeah. Um, went to Italy. That was great crack. Drove to Cork in March. Where did we and go? Again in July. We went to the Crane. We went to the Oval. We went to... Paradiso. Paradiso. The place that didn't pour dr- drinks well is that that place? Uh, cabaret, yeah. Scumbags. Did you did you write Don't that letter in the end? I didn't. I'm still gonna. They'll never learn if you don't write the letter. I know. I had a I had an old fashioned in Dublin the other night, and I noticed the guy was putting more in it than I expected. Now that's kind of weird to start making something that isn't what somebody asked for, unless they were just doing seasonal drinks. Oh, like that was their menu that night, but. 
I ordered an old-fashioned, and it ended up tasting like a mince pie, which is very clever. I could not drink more than one of them. It got weirdly sweet towards the end and was not into it. But, like, it was a weird roller coaster of emotion because at first I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh, it tastes a bit like a mince pie. That's pretty cool. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't order another one of those, but it was good to have. But then the question is, what do you put into an old-fashioned to make it mince pie flavored? So they've already got the orange in there. Sugar syrup is in there. Um, whiskey. I would say brandy and maybe a bit of a, a port or sherry or something. Something a bit fruity as well. Yeah. Because um. it's... Uh, what is mincemeat filling made of? Apple cider... Apples, candy cherries, brown sugar, apricots, dried cherries. I was about to say, um, any kind of cherry thing is going to give it that kind of yeah, almond kind of, yeah. So you could put in any sort of cherry liqueur would have, would have had that effect. <clears throat> Interesting. So, I mean, I guess my review of it is it it's worth trying, but the bartender should ask you what you're... <laughs> Rather than just yeah. hitting you with a bunch of extra booze. Um, that was a fun night out I had in Dublin on my own. I went to Whelan's. Uh, had some wine and cheese at this place. Uh, loose Cannon. Um, it was very good. Ended up singing Fairy Tale New York. Scaring off a drunk person. Yeah. Confused him. Best way to de-escalate a situation. Start saying. A little confusion. Yeah. That was it. Confusion into it. Have you any more nights out planned before Christmas? I think I kind of overnighted out over the last, between Thursday last week, Friday last week. I don't think I did anything Saturday. No, I did do Saturday, didn't I? Um, (laughs) Sunday was... I don't know. I've lost track of the weeks and the days. Basically, I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. Well, today's the 21st. Mm. Um, before Christmas, probably not. And like, Cork is small, mm. so the busier it gets, unless you've got plans. Um, it's hard to get in anywhere. It's hard to get in. And then even if you have somewhere, it's usually quite busy and it's sometimes a little too crowded. Not fun. Um, no plans to anyway. Mm. Uh, I'm tentatively meeting Kevin tomorrow. Um, I guess he mustn't be going. I know he's working, but I guess he mustn't be going to Greystones or Wicklow. I don't know why I said Greystones. He must be going to Wicklow till Friday. So we'll see what we do. Might have a couple of drinks. Might go see a movie. I want to go see Violent Night. Um, so I'll either do that tomorrow or might do it on Christmas Eve even. I like doing a thing on Christmas Eve. I like seeing a movie and then coming home. Um, I think that's a nice... Have you checked out the reviews for Violent Night? No. Are they terrible? No, I've heard... I've only heard two. And they were just more of like their impressions, not like kind of, you know... Okay critical review just like their impressions of the film and they did enjoy it okay so so there's that okay that's good i did a little bit of like looking into 
how to apply for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, there's a couple of like promotion companies and reading through their like deals and the guarantees that you have to pay to perform with them. You know, so like, you know, 100% of ticket sales for the entire month equals X. We presume that you're going to sell a minimum of this percentage. So we require X percent of that minimum. So it does bring it down a bit, but it's mm-hmm. still like, I guess. That's kind of daunting as well to see up front. Yeah. Before you've before you've rehearsed or anything there just like the the cold reality of putting on a show yeah for a festival yeah that many nights yeah so the idea is 27 performances over the month of august and we've got to pay them x amount of money and i guess every ticket sold throughout the month starts eating that number down a bit but i guess i'm just going over there fully convinced that i have to spend that money that's how i'm approaching it um, that's just the cost incurred by doing the thing and anything else after that is yeah is bonus yeah like if it whittles off grant but like I'm even conscious of like we have to pay for accommodation we have to pay to perform um, hopefully we won't have to pay to perform hopefully that will whittle down um, there's a registration fee you gotta get public liability insurance that's never like I guess I don't know what the cost of that is for a live performance in terms of ensuring productions that we've done in animation. It's usually a couple hundred quid, um, so it's not terrible. Um, printing flyers. You know, I heard somebody say you'll go through 100 flyers a day. So 27 days, that's a lot of flyers. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Should we print more than that? Um is a hundred reasonable or unreasonable? I don't know. There was one person. Hundred doesn't even sound like a lot. No, it doesn't. Sure. Does it? You know, giving it to six people to stand outside for an hour handing it out. But then at the Edinburgh, I've never been to the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm kind of relying on guidance from people to have. So it's like, yep. you know, do people are so many people handed flyers that they just don't take flyers? You know, you can't actually get them out of your hand. You know, more than anything else. I don't know. But it's exciting doing all this research and be cool to pitch it. And uh, we've got a concept for a show that we're kind of rehearsing or, you know, playing with at the moment. And I think by the time we get to August next year, we'd be pretty solid on it. Um, I had a monocene showcase on Monday night, which was, I've been doing a class on, you know, monocene as a form which is just like one long fucking scene over 20 minutes and it's you just got to slow the hell down um and we were in the theater above Bewley's, which was cool i've never been into that theater um but it's like nice to do something in like a kind of landmarky building um and it was great fun it was like 60 70 people sold out and great buzz in the place but again, it was another night out in Dublin around Christmas, so by the time I got home on Tuesday morning again, I'm exhausted. These are all my newses. <laughs> there you go. You look a little... Uh, Shook. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. What was the word you were going to use? Was it a politer word? Uh, I was, no, I was going to say maybe depleted or... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
drained, hollowed. Good Lord. Those are all much the same thing, though. What are your media content hopes for next year? Well, I'm looking forward to John Mulaney in early January. Really looking forward to that. Uh, I got Fight Like Apes in March. Looking forward to that. Uh, Movie-wise, we got Ant-Man. We got... um, I don't know what else there is Marvel-wise. That's fucking funny, isn't it? Um, Oppenheimer's coming out next year. Did you see the trailer for that? Is that not out until July? Yeah. Summer movie, you know? Advertising that early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great summer movie. Yeah. You know, what better way to, you know, to unwind in the summer heat than bask in the... Killian Murphy's weird head talking about... Nuclear fire. Killian Murphy's bug-eyed stare. What do you mean his weird head? He's got a great head. What are you talking about? I'm assuming the film is over a couple of years because it looks like yeah, he looks, he looks like very aged in some parts and then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot happens. Um, I am intrigued to see, like, what's the, like, dramatic thrust of the film. Mm. I guess I don't know much about the man's life. Sometimes, like I guess Nolan can fixate on a a concept or an event rather than the people in it. Like Dunkirk mm-hmm. had that sort of yeah. slightly like observing a simulation kind of feeling to it, more so than like really attaching to anybody in it. Um, though there is some beautiful stuff in there. Um, yeah, this seems to be about a person. You would assume it's more character oriented given that it's named after a person. One would hope. So is it going to be like a Nolan experimental biography or is it going to be much more conventional? Who knows? We shall see. And we also get to see Tom Cruise. Did you hear that? Yeah. That is Marla. Yeah. Groaning at me. Hmm. I, was, I was trying to figure out what it was. I had headphones on. I couldn't figure it out. She is grumbling. She has this weird thing. I used to make her wait for her food because she was eating it too fast. And it was a good way to teach her, like, you know, if, if she's kind of reward motivated, it's a good way to teach her a couple of commands. So I'd get her to sit, get her to wait, get her to eat the food. But now sometimes I feed her and I say, yeah, go for it. And she just kind of sits there with her bowl in front of her. Grumbling, it's like, yeah, you can eat it. Come on, eat your food. Go on, good dog, eat your food. And she's looking at me like, what? I don't understand. And this is not yeah, the very game. Often she's crying at me because her food's in front of her, but I don't know, does she want to be hand fed? Hmm. I don't know. We also get to see uh, Tom Cruise attempt to kill himself for our entertainment that so there's a nine minute behind the scenes of a stunt video they just put up of him leaping off a cliff in Norway Norway I think Norway was Um, this is an unpopular opinion I don't think I quite phrased it in the like Instagram story I went up but like you remember the the audio that came out of him bollocking a the group mm-hmm. out of it because they weren't wearing their masks and i which was like very you know not the way you speak to staff 
No. But big difference between uh, wear your fucking mask or we'll get shut down for a couple of weeks and it's costing people money. Mm-hmm. And not just like the production money, but like people will be out of work mm-hmm. versus Christian Bale saying uh, the You've guy over there my is line. in my eye line yeah. while uh, I'm... Yeah. Which, you know, frustrating too. I can get, you know, it was distracting him. But his reaction was just, yes, like, hilarious, really. So, years later, still like to quote it. But so. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very much, you know, I don't think there's ever a reason to shout or berate staff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so I kind of want to I, say I, that first. I, kind I, of I think you can do, you, a, you can still turn around to people and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he probably bought them all, you know, a motorbike afterwards or something. <laughs> the, the, this is it. Sorry, everybody, I lost so, my temper. The thing is, I think generally, yes, there's no reason to shout at staff. It's unprofessional. It's not a workplace type of thing to do. I also think there is a thing where, whatever way I was raised and whatever conditions in schooling I was come up with, kind of getting bollocked at, like getting a yelling from superiors or. Is, is an older school expectation and the world has become better but like I do kind of like yeah if I fuck up I run the risk of getting yelled at um, that's in my head whether or not that's right or wrong or should be the way it is it is in my head and there is slightly a difference between like we're shooting a little rom-com in you know suburban wherever the hell and after watching that video the length of work and the scale of undertaking to do anything that they're doing, let alone do it under COVID, and the 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 cost, and I don't know, like suddenly I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, I can I can see why he had a fucking freak out because all of this is at, at stake, and he's throwing himself out of an airplane thirty times a day. And he can't get somebody to wear a mask. I get the impression as well. Like that is a that that's a moment when you know people were not being strictly compliant enough. Mm-hmm. Versus a set where, like, I just watched a thing with James Cameron earlier. He was talking about being very hands on when he made Terminator, mm-hmm. and kind of coming from this kind of um, you know low budget thing, and you know like getting his hands dirty, like mm-hmm. literally when he was directing versus when he went to make Aliens in the UK mm-hmm. with the uh, London crew and stuff. And he said the director was very hands off maybe then. And But you know, he kind of talks about it now where he was just like trying to get people moving and he's kind of shouting at them and stuff. But that was every day, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not happy with the speed they're working when he thought they could kind of move him faster. And he was like, you know, it was kind of a clash of styles. But famously, people wore T-shirts saying, you can't scare me. I, I work, work for James Cameron, James Cameron or yeah. whatever, you know. There's a big difference between that and, you know, having to tell people one time, wear your fucking masks or we get shut down again, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, as opposed to like a different story of somebody's. Again, I'm, I'm still not defending it. Because it it's, it's one of, the, think, it's one of these things where it's, it, it is, objectively, it's kind of indefensible. You know, you should, yep. in best practice, be calm, collected and measured and firm with staff rather than yelling with anybody yeah and like how many times you know 
had he said this three or four times calmly or whatever, because I, I could see myself, I could see myself calmly, you know, politely, it, not in that situation necessarily, but in another situation saying, hey, listen. And then after the fourth or fifth time, eventually saying, hey, will you just fucking do it? Um, I think yeah, it I, was I, it's know, an incredibly heightened time. Yeah. When the world was shutting down and people were dying and we didn't quite have a solution for... Especially when, like, a lot of people were making, you know, there was, like, that lockdown film with uh, Hathaway and... Was it Hathaway? Yeah, Hathaway and AG04. Yeah. You know, they're making much smaller stuff. Or a lot of times people were making films on fucking Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is one of the few productions that was, you know... Helicoptering equipment uh, to the top of a mountainside in Norway while he was doing 12,000 motocross jumps to prepare... 30 skydives a day? Like, again, maybe I'm buying hype and this is just publicity numbers. Well, yeah. And, like, this is before principal photography. Like, this is all pre-production kind of stuff, you know? Um, I also think that that, Point of all that being, you know, can't wait to see the film itself. Basically, yes. Um, Uh, I, I think, like, I did come away from that going, like, I don't know what, like... I remember that so guy's Macquarie's limit for adrenaline. Now? Like that's I don't know, the the stuff that he considers normal, I guess, is the, where I'm sort of getting at, you know? Like jumping out of an airplane for somebody is a sort of once in a lifetime event that, you know, stresses their nervous system, releases adrenaline. Like, He's doing I, I know it people hundreds who've of times. Done it that they get really into it. Yeah. And it becomes their like number one. Mm-hmm thing mm-hmm. you know so it's not uncommon mm-hmm. i think for a lot of people it's just something they maybe want to try once for other people then it's that you know they don't have the means yeah. to like join a whatever you call it club or i don't know mm-hmm. um this kind of means involved and stuff but how many has R- macquarie directed so far now he did rogue nation and fall has he done he came this in after two? reacher right they didn't go from mission impossible to reacher he worked with them on the smaller production um, and rolled them into the bigger. I can't remember the exact order, but he's worked with them quite a bit before because, like, he worked with them on Valkyrie and stuff like that. And right. he's worked on, he's worked on the scripts with them, so he's kind of worked quite closely even before he was a director. Mm. Did Reacher come first? Um, I can't remember. Did he call him McHugh in that video? Yeah. That's weird. Macquarie. Yeah. yeah, it's not that weird. <laughs> Mm. Makes sense for a nickname. Uh, Rogue uh, Nation, Fallout, Dead Reckoning, one and two. Right. I and remember Rogue when Nation's two thousand fifteen. I remember when Rogue Nation came out, or kind of after it came out. Um, Macquarie was talking about, you know, them being very happy with the film, with the film they made, uh, or probably even with Reacher as well. Maybe it was around. It's kind of what he took away from those two. Anyway, point was that uh, he's talking about the marketing for the film. He's like the marketing for something. If you want it to be a hit, like the film has to be good anyway, you know. And like you need to competently make a film, and then you hope audiences engage with it. But if you want it to be a hit, mm. the marketing kind of needs to start well in advance. Um, and that's pretty much what we're seeing with this ten-minute thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a lot of marketing, but it's it's cool to see. It's still, I'd imagine it was nerve-wracking when he's doing that first 
first jump. So many things can go wrong, and like if it goes wrong, <laughs> it's over. Like that's that's where the story, the the weird story of Tom Cruise ends. You know, even he was doing a stunt for his film, and uh, it went wrong, and he he practiced it for months, and everything was great, and uh, it went wrong, and we'll never see it. We won't even see the behind the scenes footage of it because yeah. he died doing it, and that's that. Even so. the the jump after jump after jump they practiced into a quarry with cardboard boxes means nothing until you go off that cliff and see what way the winds are hitting the side of it and yeah. billowing back up at you. And what will that does the bike to you. fall the right way away from him? Mm. Will it fall in front of him or will it go directly below? Like so many things. Will the drone, it's, will, it's, will he hit the drone? <laughs> it's so funny. I was watching where he's like, and then I'll come off the bike and then I'll cup my chest in order to create lift. And I'm like, you will? In any, with anyone else, it would be like, you know, like, oh, you, you tape the knife to your hand when you're fighting a grizzly bear. And it's like, do you? Best of luck with that, you know? But he's yeah. he's describing how he's going to turn himself into an aerofoil. And I'm like, yeah, he probably is. He probably is. At 60 years of age, he's going to mm. come off a Norwegian cliff face, wild. turn himself into an aerofoil. <laughs> Before doing some sort of sky dance with a cameraman. Uh, I think I said it in the text. I hope they don't, you know, obscure a lot of it with CGI. Because that halo jump could have been, that could have just been him on a rig. Really could have. Yeah, because there's so much. For all the effort they went to, like the, the, the stuff they did to film that hadn't been Mm. done before, kind of hadn't been attempted, you know, to, to have not just crews do a halo jump, but like have the cameraman. Mm. do a halo jump with him there was so much logistically that went into yeah. that and then in the film they could have just put him on one of those like tuning fork rigs mm-hmm. with the volume it would have looked the same yeah. it really would have yeah. it's kind of a shame because just that moment leaving the plane that feels phenomenal. impressive yeah yeah but then once it gets into just mist I'm like, what in the fuck? Yeah. What am I seeing at what any point? What was the point? Here? And yeah. you're right. Like, we see that shot in the trailer where the bike goes and we see him drop into the distance. But if we now then, if it then cuts into that little sky dance thing that we see them kind of rehearsing a little bit, like, yeah. that's them dropped out of an airplane fucking around and replacing yeah. the background so that it kind of fits. The, the, the moment you replace the background, you might as well just have a rig. Yeah. They definitely like, got the, a, the, like, there's a, sh- there's a shot of r- when, he's, ramp, when right? he opens his parachute. Mm. And like the the camera is still falling, but he it looks like he it looks like he's been yanked backwards mm-hmm. because the camera's still falling. Mm-hmm. But like great looking shot. Yeah. If if the background is CGI in that, then you might as well have just put him on a, a wire and fucking yanked him backwards, you know? Yeah. Um so I hope they don't do that. What did you did you <laughs> did you see the video he put out to sort of like promote I guess it was Top Gun coming to Premier Plus? I think it was... Paramount Plus. I think it was probably kind of twofold. It was probably partially that and then also starting the, the hype, the hype the, machine yeah. for, for this because a couple of days later we got the the behind-the-scenes video yeah. of, of this jump which already has, I think, 4 million views now. Yeah. Um, the um, Which is... I, I, I did think, you know, oh, this is just like him on the biplane promoting whatever. Yep. Yeah. And then he comes off it, and they have that little conversation. Now it it it's really nitpicking to sort of go on about the script because he he kind of says something. I don't know. He repeats a phrase two or three times, and it's like, hmm, 
like could have scripted it better phrase was either way though when he says see you at the movies and like tucks and spins away it was like like it's it's crazy <laughs> impressive like, but he just sort of fetuses yeah. and spins out yeah <laughs> there's good meme content there mm. somebody can just replace the subtitle and just be like but yes I'm looking forward to that yeah did you see the trailer for 65 I did I kind of um, it looked like it looks like dumb fun. I kind of would have liked if they'd kept that reveal. I know it's the whole hook of the film, so they have to promote it. But I would yeah. have liked to have been watching it for the first time and then gone, "Oh wow, that's funny." Um, but it's a little bit like Outlander, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go see it, mm. but it depends on much like Outlander reviews, I guess. <laughs> Outlander is hard to watch now because not all the episodes are on. I'm anymore. It's missing episodes. I'm talking about. I'm ta- I, know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah. I know. I know you. That know. was. See, I was like, what? What's he doing to me? <laughs> um, I watched the um, the Letterman Zelensky thing on Netflix. Don't want to say it was fun. Do but tell. It was interesting. It's a weird fucking world, isn't it? Like he's just traveling to a subway platform, Kiev. To talk to them, it's a bit stilted because they have to do like a, a, a translation thing. Um, it's cool to see. Uh, I do hope. I guess he's like Time Man of the Year, Time Magazine Man of the Year. They've got that wrong once or twice, so I just hope Time doesn't tell on Vladimir Zelensky. So far, he, he seems like he seems like a good. Un- I don't know. I like what Letterman's doing in his retirement. He was on uh, Neil Brennan's Got a New Podcast. Did you see that at all? I didn't. I'm I'm kind of a complete Neil Brennan convert over the last couple of weeks. Like you suggested, I watched Blocks and I did, and then went back through Three Mics and uh, anywhere he's on now promoting it, I'm listening to him. And he started a podcast, and his first guest was David Letterman. And you know, there's there's a bit of a conceit of like you know these are the blocks that are the sort of like sticking points of my life. You know, so what are yours? You know, like bring your three or four you know, things that stand out to your life. Um, I don't think Letterman could really resist kind of steering the interview himself. It was a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's on YouTube or Spotify if people want to go listen to that. Just blocks. Give it a look, Gabe. Yeah. Got a new phone. What did you get? Samsung S22. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Switched networks. It was a deal. But I ended up having to pay more upfront than I mm-hmm. expected. I'll get it back, but the cost was kind of almost tripled Oof. based on what I was expecting to pay. So what's the like? What's the timeline on the return of that money? Is it Samsung have to pay uh, it back, or do you have to? Samsung will give me cash back for the phone, and then Tesco put a hold on my account to the value of one hundred and fifty euro, and when I clear three bills without issue then i'll get that back but i won't get it back in cash i'll get it back in bill credit kind of frustrating so So after 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 i pay three bills my next three bills three and a half bills will be free okay not ideal but it's very odd it is a bit odd i get the money back from samsung for the phone um Pay to the bank account, be cash back. Right, so that's good. But that'll be sometime between now and the next forty-five days. 
fuck's sake. But I also got uh, 12 months free Disney Plus with it as well. So, so there's that. That's decent. Not bad. But the phone doesn't come with a an adapter for the charger. It just comes with the cable. So, um, is it uh, which would be fine because I, I I could keep the old adapter, right? But the old adapter uh, has a USB connection. It, it doesn't Not have a USB C. C. So, I need and that'd be okay too. Except my old cable is kind of wearing on the bit, so. I need a new adapter, but they don't sell them separately. They only sell those with the cable and they are 50 euro. And obviously I need to buy like a, at least a screen protector or a case, one or the other, or both. We'll see. But then that's another 60 euro. So there's another 110 euro basically between the charger and screen protection. It's a racket, Aiden, is what it is. Now I need to, it is... <laughs> It is downloaded and installed like a software update about three times since last night. So I still don't know if it's ready to use. My phone number has now transferred over, but now I need to transfer all my apps and information. And Google wants a passphrase. Not a password, a phrase that I created for like my account for all my Google accounts. Apparently I created this phrase in April 2016. Do you think I remember what this passphrase is? Listener, the answer is no, I don't. There is no prompt. I don't know if it's a word or a number. There's no clue. I fucking hate passwords. I had the uh, the old, that old butte a couple of days ago, putting my password in. This is the wrong password. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's this. This is the wrong password. Try it again. This is the wrong password. Okay, change my password. Change the password. You know, it, it, do you know what it said to me? It, it said you can't use the same password. It said new password cannot be the same as old password. Not a previously used one, just the old one. It's like, but you're not letting me in with that password. So what is mm -hmm. it? Which is it? Mm -hmm. Rage. Rage. I should throw the question back to you because you asked me what I'm looking forward to media-wise next year. And uh, what are you... Anything you're looking for specifically? Looking forward to? Um, I guess, you know, Mission Impossible. Mm. Like, I'm not hyped about it, but um, that is something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, those are kind of reliable action films. The people that have remade a bunch of games for Sony including the Demon Souls remake, are teasing a game. Um, I think it's going to be an original game, though. So that's cool to see what they do originally, but okay. at the same time, Sony have not updated Bloodborne for the PS5. Like, not even in terms of like adding a 60 frames per second. So, like, not a remaster, just, like, a couple of, couple of tweaks. They haven't done that. They haven't released it on PC, and they haven't made a sequel. And it's one of their most highly acclaimed games of all time. So if they were going to remake it from the ground up, Blue Point would probably be the people to do it. But they're they're teasing their next game and it probably won't be anything Bloodborne related. But people keep spreading the rumor that, oh no, they are, they're going to. But they're not. Okay. So cool to see though, does next year hold any sort of news in that uh, in that space, we'll see. 
Um, anything else? Probably. Just, just drawing a blank right now. Any uh, great time to draw a blank. Any hopes or intentions retravel? Do you want to? Do you want to go anywhere? To the moon. Why not? <laughs> jump into Kevin. Jump into Kevin. So we had a chat with Scruff earlier in the day. We took a break. Kev's got off work. He's come home. And we're doing our last before Christmas recording section with Kevin. Uh, I took the week off, so I've just been faffing about. Um, since last we spoke, dear listener, uh, in the interim between Brian and Kev, I went to see Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> oh, okay. How was that? I don't get it. I am watching it. I think I stand by the review we had the previous week where we were just like, it's just telling me to care so much. That being said, once the action sequence started going, I was definitely on the edge of my seat and I definitely cared about the characters and stuff. But I am looking at this whole time going, why did he fixate on blue cats on another planet? I know the cat thing is kind of reductive or dismissive, but like, they go to the water people and the water people have this whole Polynesian vibe. And it's like, is that cool? I don't know if that's cool. Or am I just being overly sensitive? Uh, I don't even. I don't even want to. You know what? I don't even want to know. Do I really care about such? Like everybody talks about original content and stuff, right? Mm. And I get it, but that doesn't mean just because it's original you can forego quality or substance. I have tried to watch this Avatar the first movie so many times since I saw it initially in three D. Mm. The only appeal of this movie is the visual spectacle aspects of it. Yep. Everything else is just ham-fisted in there and not good. Do I want or care enough to go to the cinema to see it? Probably not, man. Yeah. If I, the first one I saw once, I've tried to watch it so many times since, I've never gotten into it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do I really want to go to three hours of that? I went, I went down to see if I could see The Fablemans. And that was oddly misrepresented on their website it had like the the screening times but it didn't have the date release and then i got down there it's like release january 27th i'm like well why have you got it up this early telling me it's on at 4 30 anyway i confused myself so then i was just there and i was like okay i could see avatar or i could see matilda and i chose avatar um and i don't regret it it was fun um the the visual spectacle of it is astounding um it is i i yeah, I don't know what... Like, they've got, to all intents and purposes, sort of Maori or, or Polynesian tattooing going on on their arms and, and faces. Um, when it comes to sort of battle thing, they do the sort of tongue display that's sort of specific to Maori and Hakka culture that I, like, the little I know of it, that sort of, like, thing. It's like, it's like, okay, well, we're definitely being influenced by something here, but it's just... It's just odd. Um, I don't know how it's... I don't, mm -hmm. know. I don't know that it's cool. Um, Sigourney Weaver is playing a kid. And it, like, Quaritch is back. Like, that's not a spoiler. He's doing the publicity as well. But, like, he got two arrows in the chest at the end of the last one. And I guess he was a much loved enough character that they found a way to bring him back. It just it just smacks of 
vanity project, I guess. Like, you can't argue that it isn't pushing technology forward. But it's like, he loves the ocean, and he loves boats, and he found a way to make this about diving and getting his actors to learn how to sort of free dive and hold their breath for five and six minutes at a time. And it's like, why? I don't know. I just, and then in the way that it ends sets neatly up the fact that there's three more sequels coming. Um, No, thank you. I, I was coming back going, if this was an action movie turned out on the regularity of something like a Fast and Furious, I'd be all for it. I think, you know, given the standard of the story and the standard of the visual effects, I would go, this is innocuous, fun, action movie fair. The fact that it takes a decade and as much money as it does and they try to convince us of the hype of it as much as they do is part of what bothers me about it. I just think it's it's too much investment for the return they want. I don't. I I was sitting there going, "Why is this not working for me?" These crab mechs are cool. The little mech suits that they're walking around in are cool. The little like uh, swarm builder spider crab things that they have building uh, like environments on um, Pandora are cool. Like I should like it, but I think it's just the fact that like I'm again we're getting told that this is supposed to be earth shattering, groundbreaking technologically advancing cinema and it's just fine it's a roller coaster ride um yeah like kind of yeah i don't think i don't think i'm interested i i I honestly i wouldn't have been if i hadn't gone down for um if i hadn't gone down for one thing and then just been in the cinema and had a couple hours to kill I I wouldn't have gone to that. And honestly, I love Tim Minchin. I don't know why I didn't go and see Matilda, other than I think I saw the movie as a kid growing up, and I kind of like, I know that story. You know? Um, I should have yeah, gone to see I, Matilda. I would definitely have gone. To Matilda? I would have definitely gone to see, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad I saw it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. How's your week been? Ugh, I... Uh, exhausting. I am ready to celebrate Christmas. Um, have you? You've one more day, yeah. Oh, pardon. You've one more day, right? One more day, yeah. Uh, and I have to still do all my Christmas shopping and Oof. bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just haven't had time, man. Mm. Uh, like, no, nothing. Are you going to Wicklow on Friday? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Okay. We were talking about hanging out a bit tomorrow, but will I just be in the way of your Christmas shopping? Um, it just depends how I get on tomorrow if I can go out between work and stuff. I watched Murderville. Did you? I got a, I got like halfway yes. through it. I'm enjoying it. Oh, boy, I did not like it. No, I just I didn't get to it, and I tried to get to it sort of earlier today and didn't get through it, so... I... I I do so enjoy it, but it is a bit stilted sometimes, you know. Um, this one is weird because uh, they have Jason Bateman mm-hmm. initially, yeah, and then they bring in 
Maya Rudolph. Uh, Maya Rudolph. Because of the red nosed reindeer. Oh yes, uh, but I really, I really like her. She's great, but um, but then like, like I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but mm. someone else gets brought into it, and it's just like why? Oh. And they're fucking stupid. They're so fucking dumb. They're so annoying. I just do not see it. I've never seen the appeal of them. Interesting. I just don't get it. Scrolls through timeline. Who are we talking about? Here? It's cringe. It's to be honest, it's more cringy than anything else. The fact that the person showed up the way they did and behaved the way they did. It's so lame. Oh, they're not a they're not a sixteen year old awkward teenage child. It's hmm. not funny. It's lame. Okay, it's just trying to be relevant, you know. I think I see who it someone is. called in a favor. Yeah, someone called in an old an old SNL favor or something. I don't yeah, know, well, I mean, Maya Rudolph's SNL, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman would be big comedy. I guess they're more improv. Yeah. They didn't really SNL themselves. Um, but you enjoyed Murderville? Nope. No? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I uh, kind of laughed at some of it, but like, I, I, it was obvious straight away. Uh, you know, kind of like something you'd be like, well, which is it or whatever, but uh, this one was obvious straight away. Uh, but like, you know, it was, of course, when I it's hilarious. But he's the best thing about the episode. Uh, I think the rest of them kind of fall short, but it's, it's, it is fun. Hmm. I did watch a movie called I Believe in Santa, which was about a woman who hates Christmas and her favorite holiday is the 4th of July, but her boss is making her write an article about Christmas. However, she starts dating a gentleman who she quite likes, who turns out his favorite holiday is Christmas. And not only is his favorite holiday Christmas, he still believes in Santa. It's called I Believe believe in Santa. Santa. Where did you watch that? And, uh... Uh, I watched that on on Netflix, and it's so, so bad. It has a 47% rating. Well, maybe not. What's that? Because I was going to say, because that's not, that's not good. It has has 4.5 in IMBD. Um, It's it's absolutely insane. It's a terrible movie. Absolutely crazy. It's listed as charming and feel good. Yeah, no, it's terrible, and it's like John Ducey wrote it, I think, and starred in it with his wife, uh, and it's horrendous. Right. I don't know why I watch these things. <laughs> I did, however, watch uh, four or five episodes of Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. With yes. Donald um, Glover. You enjoying it? I know. Uh, I love Scruffles it. Loving it. About a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I did watch an episode or two with Brian before, but uh, I absolutely. Oh, hold on. Are you going back to the it. very beginning of Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, you've never watched Atlanta? No. Oh, I see what you're saying. Atlanta's great. Watch Atlanta, yes. dude. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I haven't been on it for ages. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Or I probably watched an episode when it first came out with Brian, the Justin Bieber one, hmm. uh, and I think I watched the first one with him, but I've not seen any of it since. Uh, and uh, so I'm really happy to uh, yeah you're catching up now that you've got some sort of Christmas time I guess pardon you're catching up a bit now that you've got a little Christmas time 
I don't I don't have fucking Christmas time. It's you just, have so much time on your hands. You're basically doing nothing. Start work at 11, oh, you God. finish at 4. You do nothing. Pick up the pace, will you? I wish. I wish. That's, that would be my dream. Working four days uh, a week. I, have, I do see here Netflix, uh, I Believe in Santa, compared to The Room in reviews. It's, uh, it is a horrendous movie. I was watching... Um, I, I was watching Dan Harmon on Instagram looking at a couple of Hallmark movies. You might have seen it. The, like, they were... No. I'm, That's I'm, nice stick, Dan. I'm, fuck off. I'm still not entirely clear what the... Um, what exactly was going on because there was like stepsisters city swap and stepsisters out in rural like is it stepsisters no no i've never seen those ones hold on let me get this right um it wasn't steps it was called sister swap and they were basically the same plot and he put them on side by side and it's like they shot two different casts with the same script. So it's basically the same movie, but they're edited by two different people. So he's playing these two films next to each other and they're do- going through the same motions and it's really, really fucking odd. Um, uh, that is awful. It, it was like... I'm trying to find an example of, of like, okay, go to, your, go to your WhatsApp. This is no good for anybody, and I'll try and edit this in a way that makes sense. Like, I, I get what you're talking about. But it's such an odd... So there's an image of the name of the movies there, and then there's the clip... From the fucking two separate films. It's actually the same cast. It's so fucking odd. I was going to say it's the same cast. Just edited differently. But sh- like, it's like they shot it twice. They're two different. Sh- they're different takes. That's insane. Most of it. I bet you one of them. I bet you they're like they're involved in the production of something. The actors. I have no idea. And they both came out the same year. Like they both came out this year. Yeah, so it's really weird. Like the director of uh, I Believe in Christmas has also directed a Hollywood Christmas, mm. a Merry Christmas. Mm. Uh, he has he's obviously a Christmas dude. So now his his two his credits are I Believe in Santa, a Hollywood Christmas, and a Merry Christmas. They were his last three films this year. Jesus Christ! You made three of them this year. Uh, I mean, dude, you just gotta, gotta, you gotta just gotta hustle money. when the hustling's good, you know. I mean, the Ridley Scott money. famously made a thousand commercials, isn't it, before he started making feature films? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of his like how he, you know, he says he could work so quickly and efficiently was, you know, he had to do commercials and he just knew to trust himself, pick shots that worked and go, rather than hesitate and overthink. Just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, fair. Uh, I did. I did do my Christmas party. You did your Christmas what? Party. Oh, the work party. Christmas party. Where did you just go? Yes, yes. We went to Fire on Dawson Street, and it was fire. Woo! Very schmancy. Norby kindly uh, treated everybody to it, which was really, really kind of him. 
and it was good. The, the, the food was pretty decent, I gotta say. Um, I would be I would be intrigued to go back. I would like to go back and try some other stuff there for sure. Hmm. Was it all um, Christmas parties, or was it like a dinner, or like I know there's places that are doing like like a dozen Christmas parties in one venue type of thing. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was a very 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 uh, enjoyable night. We did our secret Santa. Um, I was gifted a photograph of myself. Um, How did they the, know the chap who did it? Uh, because they got me as a secret Santa. How did they know that you'd love a photograph of yourself? Oh, what? Well, I don't like a photograph of myself, but they do photography and all that jazz. So it was very sweet that they went off and got a photograph framed and all that jazz. That was very nice. Hmm. Um, uh, the food was delicious. Uh, very civilized night. Home early. Work the next day. Can't really complain. Um, although, like, there was no taxis. And not for a lack of taxi. Or not for, uh, you know... Uh, they weren't available because it was too busy. Town was fairly active, but the roads were dead. Town town wasn't crazy, dude. Like, I, and I was going home at like a pretty reasonable hour, you know. Yeah. And um, that's why it's, I was kind of, I was just like, right, well, there's just there's literally not a taxi around. There's just they just weren't working. Yeah. And um, you could see a few coming into the city center, like, but there was nothing leaving. There was right. nothing leaving, man. And it took me time. Like, I walked from Dawson Street home. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a good like half an hour, forty minute walk, like. Mm. Not a, not a, not a fucking thing about not a taxi ride. Yeah, no, it's just not around, man. Just not even in town, you know. Mm. But, um, but yeah, all in all, all in all, a good night. But uh, I have, I will be back on the the old vegan kick uh, come January. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man. Just like they, well, I did it for like a year and a half, and it was great, and I felt good. And then because uh, of Brazil, we kind of started le- uh, eating a little bit more because it just wasn't viable over there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of have been eating it since, but uh, it's just it's just like you know, heartburn, all that jazz. Feck it, I didn't last, get it when I was the vegan, last month. So. I feel the last month has just been like party foods and pizzas and takeaways and yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm feeling oh, like it's even waking up in the morning is that bit harder when you're not eating right, you know? Just yep, a hundred percent. It's just a cloud around your brain. Uh. And sometimes I wake up hungry, and it's like I never had that when I had ve- when I was vegan. I don't wake, I didn't wake up as hungry, didn't have any heartburn, mm. uh, I'd far more uh, yeah energy and stuff. I, I'll do it. It's it, I, look, look, it works for me. I enjoy it, so I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna do more of it. Um, did I watch anything else? Did I do anything else? Did I, anything else happen? Not really. A friend of Emer's is staying with us at the moment, which is nice. Yeah. he's a good lad. Um, it's always a pleasure to have him. Uh, he has gone to a gig tonight called The Villagers, who I'm not aware of. Oh, I do know their names, but I don't know their music. Something to do with, uh, he works in a label, music label. Huh. Do it. But, uh, no, yeah, nothing else strange or exciting. Looking forward to a week off. Tomorrow's my last day. Very good. This, this could have gone out on Christmas. Uh, I think it's Stevens' day. People are doing shit with their families okay. on Christmas. Stevens' day. That's That's our standard oh. Monday release, you know? Happy Christmas to the people who are listening to this. I hope mm. they had a lovely Christmas. Let us know what you got for Christmas. If you got something or if you didn't get something. Or what did you get yourself for Christmas? Are you going to get yourself anything for Christmas this year? You should get yourself something for Christmas. Mm. One of the, things I, one of the things I did with Brian was I just pulled up the old Instagram account. And uh, had a little look at um, just using the art as a, cl- a cue for all of the stuff that we 
sort of went through this year, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, you know? Like, start of the year with Star Wars Visions. You know, that was uh-huh. our first podcast of the year. We had The Matrix. Stop drawing there, because you, you're, you're, you're I'm, putting me off. I'm, I'm looking at... What are you doing? Who are you talking to? You! I'm looking at the pod, the thing, so what did I just say? I'm going through the Instagram. You don't think you're drawing, and it's like, I'm trying to talk to you. I have the Instagram thing, and I'm trying to use it as a point of reference. For like, Lower your camera. Show me your genitals. My genitalia. Mm-hmm. Um, my iPad is on the floor. You were very persuaded, easily persuaded. Your what did you say, buddy? My iPad's on the floor. I'm not drawing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I took the phone up to just comment on, because like I do... I Well, I don't know. Maybe I just get lost in the time stream of it, and it all feels like... Years yeah, ago, man, at this it's hard point. to know. It's hard to remember everything, but uh, so so January fifth, episode forty two. Wow, that, that's pretty forty two. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, we did an episode every week, pretty much this year, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're at ninety two. This is episode yeah, ninety two. Crazy. We're nearly at a hundred. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! Matrix so, Resurrections. Yeah, do you, do you want to okay, go through? Just visions, you comment on them. Let's let's do yay or nay. Star Wars Visions, yay. Great series. Great series. Some we liked, yes. some we didn't, but great series. Uh, Matrix, didn't watch it. Couldn't be arsed. Turned it on, thought it was awful. Turned it off. Basically. Um, had some fun yep. moments in it, but like the director tells you from the very beginning that they don't want to be doing it. They just want to do it if the company's... You know, like the, the person's like, if Warner Brothers is going to do this, I'm going to be the one getting paid rather than let somebody else. It's a, basically the, it's my toilet, only I can shit on it excuse for directing the film. Uh, okay. Um, Return of the Mac, which was The Eternals. Was it? Obviously, I must have. Yeah, The Eternals came out last year. We talked Eternals, that, Boba is Fett. Is that on that one? Um, we also, like, I think uh, the artwork there is for Redemption of the Rogue. Redemption of a Rogue. Yes, I, okay. I remember that was for Redemption of a Rogue, yes. Yeah. But it's also in the in the bio. Don't interrupt okay. me, please. I apologize. How dare you? And we talked to Koi, episode 45. Koi yes. Fam, our first ever guest. And we talked about... Uh, uh, Hannah. What was that one did we watched? Hannah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about NFTs and the Golden Devil or the Blue Devil. Actually, NFTs, uh, but cryptocurrency is a scam. The guy from the OC said it. The guy from the I OC I have no reason not to believe him. I don't know. I have overall. no reason not to believe him. I, I, um, I think money in general is a scam. Uh, the capitalist, capitalist system of the world is a scam. Some of them Fair. hold out longer than others. And clearly the FTX thing has proven to be completely unfucking stable and run by lunatics um, who were doing a lot of amphetamines. Uh, but Bitcoin, the source of these cryptos, the, the originator, I guess, or the main one that everybody knows, is still a thing, right? Like FTX uh, yeah, and well, Ethereum and everything on, else. On the day of the week. Spun off. And which it. way fucking Elon Musk farts. Mm. Who the fuck knows? Um, let's not get caught up on NFTs. No. Just don't do them. Just don't do yeah. them. Uh, but uh, then we we talked Blue Devil, and then uh, I don't know what we talked about with a roller coaster one. Uh, you were at Tato Park, right? The Terror Tato Park. Nah, I, no, we we must have talked about it, but I did not go to Tato Park this year. No, but we talked about it. Um, Behold the faces of those who know how the roller coaster was built. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we were probably oh, still talking about the roller coaster built. Yeah, Marvel stuff and Boba Fett. Was still there in there. Sh- Star Wars, Mandalorian, uh, Peacemaker, or that was that was actually Suicide Squad, was it? Oh, that was a Peacemaker one. Was Peacemaker, that great show? I, of was that season two of the Mandalorian? Season two of three is it's how many seasons is out? Well, that's what I'm asking you. The, that season we watched at the start of the year was season, season two. Season two, anyways, at least. Yeah, that feels so long ago. When we first saw Timothy Oliphant in that in that Boba f- in that armor, was that not? Was that was that was that this year, or was he in Boba Fett? Did he pop up in Boba Fett? Well, I didn't watch Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So then we a little bit of Murderville. We did watch um, Reacher is a part of that as well. Peacemaker. Yes. Uh, wow. Kind of when you think about bloody even like the Ukrainian crisis. Batman yeah. came out this year. How do you? How does? Wow. How does the Batman stand up for you? Eight months later, um, I still, I still think it was too long. Mm. I still think it was far too long. I think, like, uh, I think, like, you know, I, I lengths of movies don't bother me generally. Like, but if it I does, can sit through movies you and enjoy it, them. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it just trimmed the fat. So yeah. much unnecessary stuff in that movie, and uh, and I was, I felt like kind of the Riddler's apprehension. Uh, apprehension that's not the word is it yeah yeah he was, he was apprehended yes the riddler's apprehension uh i think it was a little bit uh too early mm-hmm. and i and i think they should have i think they should i think they sh- i loved i love so much of it but like i think the world that i, I they kind of projected wasn't a world i got the Catwoman storyline very ham-fisted uh the riddler i think was such a great uh, version of the character, but poorly utilized. Mm. Uh, Robin Patterson is great. The world, the city of Gotham is great. It's just just trim the fat. Give me a sh- get rid of a lot of it. Like I thought, um, uh, Selena Kyle, like great Catwoman and all that jazz. Mm. But uh, having her father as the gangster was not like was Falcone. Like, yeah, not like. I would say, like, Batman, maybe for me, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. It's like, I liked it, but, like... All right. You haven't watched it again, though, have you? No. And, I, and I, to be honest, and this is, people probably would hate me saying this, but uh, the Joker scene with Barry, Barry Keown, or whatever his name like is... I didn't like it at all. Uh, you didn't like it? At all. But I liked the one that was deleted from the movie. I think if they had put it in there, it could have just been a cool little... Mm. moment but none of them none of the movie really gave me like oh this is awesome oh getting goosebumps it was not that kind of movie even the scene where he was like kind of like where it's like the car and he's revving it's like he's it sounds like he stalls in it's just like what's going on like i get he's an amateur but surely he can like coming from a person who can't drive yeah surely he can drive <laughs> if he has a car that size on the road um, we watched, uh, we talked with Ryan from the Across the Bifrost podcast, um, about yes. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, he was loving. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, uh, Moon Knight. I think I talked a bunch of Star Trek around that season as well. Doctor Strange. 
Like that was yes. this year as well. Yep. My milk of magnesia <laughs> kerfuffle. That is uh, actually the funniest the funniest thing to happen this year. Do you want to recap nah, nah, nah. that one for the audience? Because if you don't, I will. I had to tell this. I had to tell this recently. Basically, I suffer badly from heartburn and indigestion because I eat like a Victorian lord who doesn't know what a vegetable meat looks like. Right, right. Like and what a vegetable meat. meat? Yes. But, uh, no, I suffer badly from heartburn, and uh, I would normally buy bottles of Gaviscon in my local Super Value. And when I went there, there was none, but they had something else for indigestion and stomach. So I was like, I'm going to get this. And I proceeded to drink a bit of it every night when I had heartburn, or when I had heartburn. And I did this for a complete week until the bottle was gone. And I was actually meant to hang out with you that weekend, but I had to cancel because I was not feeling well. Yep. Uh, and it had transpired that I was drinking a bottle of laxative. Uh, and had finished a bottle of laxative. And was was completely empty uh-huh. for an entire week. And at one stage, was just it was just water. You poor fucking fool. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've done that kind of stuff before, unfortunately. But um, yeah, there you go. Uh, and like I even read up about it, they were like, "Yeah, if I took that stuff, I wouldn't be going anywhere for like two days." And I was working away, feeling like sh- like I well, was like, I actually didn't really feel like shit. I just get, I just all of a sudden get like a, and I'm like, "Oh god!" And I'd run to the bathroom, and I would then be at my butt, <laughs> just water for days. Water for days. Um, um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Did you watch it? No, no. Um, but we had Cree on at that point. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so we had. I didn't watch Obi Wan. We did. We watched. So what else was there? We had Miss Marvel this year. We had Miss. That's, that's what I was going to say. We had. We went from Moon Knight to Doctor Strange to Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Love That and Robots, which was yeah. which is fun. I really like Love That and Robots. More of that. We got The Boys. <clears throat> Miss Marvel, I think, was a wasted opportunity to do something nice. They should have done it smaller, and they should have done it. They should have done it like cooler because she's getting she's getting the movie, mm. which could be really big and bombastic. But like, I think if they had done something that was a little bit more like true to life. And in a high school, and you know, obviously dealing with the stuff that someone of uh, of her, um, the world they created was great, but then they over egged it. Oh, it got so cartoony. Did not think it kind of got a little bit childish. It it just, but it started. Um, like I don't mind that it was childish. I just think I actually think it went like it came up with like some world-ending villain, and it should have just stuck to like her dealing with muggings or you know like mm. if if i'd almost liked it if it was like her dad's car gets damaged and she has to get it fixed and it's about getting I know, raising money yeah. or something you know if it was that small That's what i mean it could have been smaller yeah, yeah yeah if it was just like yeah. you know raise a little money for the community center to put a roof back on yeah, you know what i mean but, but even the even the mosque raise money for the mosque and do all the mosque stuff that was mm. great you know but it's just like kind of like 
do it on the same scale as when, like, you know, kind of Spider-Man and stuff to a degree, you know, in terms of his his initial stories, like, because they were going to lead into the Marvels anyway, so she was going to be facing off against a, a massive threat, you know, but I would have really loved to have seen some, like, proper foundational building with her as a character and where she fits in as a fan and and all that stuff in the world you know they had it was a good opportunity it was a good opportunity to get a kid who obviously would have been influenced by these superheroes they get the to get the powers and then uh do something interesting with it but they, they kind of they I, I don't know they kind of missed it but i think marvel is it true is it true that marvel are kind of uh, cutting a lot of stuff and kind of do think taking the less is more approach I would like them to. I think that was said somewhere. Interesting. Interesting, if true. Um, moving on, let's not get too mm-hmm. bogged down with uh, one show in particular. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at did... once. Yes, I what watched it. I year. enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good. Yeah, then The Boys. Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. And in... On the 25th of August, we were talking about Cavill being Hyperion. You jumped a bit, did you? And then we... we, uh, Well, like, we we talked about... Well, we we did everything everything always all at once. Yeah. Uh, The Boys season, was it three or two? Three, I believe. We have the Cowboy Kev episode. Up at 68. Oh, it's that one. Cowboy Kev No, that was when I talked about Neptune's Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, I don't know why I've got Korg painted. Like this is the thing I can't remember why I did half these things. Why did I draw? Maybe Korg we're talking about Fantastic stuff? Four and who? Maybe we're talking about Love and Thunder. And I went on about Fantastic Four and stuff. Because mm. he has a badge. Pa- anyway, it's a great image, man. So much of these these. Uh, but to be honest, going through these things, the best part of this is uh, is the artwork. It's great. And if people aren't familiar with it, go on check out the artwork. These are beautiful. Sandman um, was this year as well. Sandman was great fun. I don't know. Did you watch that? Yeah, of course. I, I read the book. Yeah. I read the book and then watched the, watched the show. Because I was in Brasilia. Yes, that's why that episode is called The Farewell to Rio. Because we watched The Farewell and you were back from Rio. Ah, very good. I did watch The Farewell as well. And it reminded um, me of we uh, had- Disney travel logs where it's like... We we travel now to sunny Cuba, and then at the end of it, you know, it's like, and now we bid farewell to Havana. Do you remember those sunny? cartoons? Oh, where it would be like Donald. And no, Donald. I didn't have Disney growing up. Oh, you didn't have Disney? It was RTA? No, um, I didn't have it. We had PJ on, and we talked about uh, 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 Excalibur. What a weird film. We yes. Great film though. Weird. But oh, I great. had I had fun with nice. it. It was weird, but like I did, yeah. I didn't have a like a, a childhood nostalgia about it. Like, but it was it was a great film. Mm. I was surprised oh, by yeah, how I much had... Scruff loved it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, but I was like I was, I don't necessarily get childhood nostalgia from it, but it's something that was definitely very present in my childhood. I didn't finish Rings of Power. Uh, which is a pity. Did you watch that catfish thing? Did, did, did you watch it in the end? What the American footballer getting catfished? No, I didn't. You need to watch that. The Manny something story. You really need to watch it. Um, And She-Hulk. What's your feelings about She-Hulk since watching She-Hulk? 
I, I think they dropped the ball in the final episode, but I really liked it, and I really liked the cast. I loved seeing Daredevil. I think she was a great Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just pretty good. Yes, I I still really like it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, ignoring the last episode for the most part, because I think I think you can ignore the last episode. You know, it's such a silly kind of, it was such a silly, silly episode to a degree, you know. But I think, uh, I don't think like it's th- those tours to Hulk have a son. They can literally take that out of that if they want. She-Hulk can do anything. You know that kind of way. They could literally start season two being like, uh, what about Hulk's son? And then be like, oh, we're not going to deal with that now. And they'll just move on. And then just that's it for gone, you know. They probably will bring up in Secret Wars or something if they're doing Secret Wars. Are they going to do Secret Wars? I, I, like, there's, there's suggestions that that whole, like, Scar and Planet Hulk thing will be revisited in some way that, you know, arrives with them coming to visit Jen. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting, if true. Interesting, if true. And what else was there? Uh... Somebody just asked the group on a WhatsApp chat, and because I have WhatsApp a window open here as well. Um, do you wear pajamas? Do you wear pajamas when you sleep? Someone asked about my, me personally. Not you specifically. No, just he's trying to get a. Yeah, to be inappropriate. Somebody's taking a a survey of males in general. Do they wear pajamas? Do you want do you want to know the honest truth? Yeah, go on. I sleep completely buck naked every night of the week, all year round. Mostly the same. Yeah. I have a lot Completely. of... I, I have pyjamas that I'll, like, put on and walk around the house in in the evening. Like... Mm-hmm. But when I go to bed, I take that shit off and be a bit cold. Because if I'm a bit cold, I get out of bed quicker in the morning. I wake up easier. Yeah. If I'm too warm, I stay cozy. Oh, if I'm too warm, if I'm too warm, I wake up fucking feeling sick. Mm. Have to sleep between the open palate all year round, baby. Mm. All right. Good stuff. Um... Uh, but yes, no, absolutely. Uh, I cannot sleep in. I, yeah, I can't sleep in pajamas. <laughs> I can't. I can't, man. And if I do, I'll wake up naked. Do you know how scary it is? <laughs> Sometimes it's a concern. It's never. It's never been an issue. But like you know, obviously, my anxiety likes to create scenario the worst worst possible scenarios that scare me. We had um, we had House of the Dragon as well. We had you yes, I didn't watch any of Garth it. Brooks. Yeah. What a fucking that ordeal was that was for the city so of Dublin. So much fun. Great, man. More more of it, I'd say. Fucking cowboy you don't, you don't, clowns you don't. walking around fucking up the city. Oh, you're a piece of fucking shit. You're just... That is straight up culty hate, you jacking fuck. Culty hate? You coming up here ruining our town with your fucking achy-breaky hearts. <laughs> Uh, that's Biddy Ray Cyrus, you uncultured swine. <laughs> um, here, here, less of it. We fucking we built this city, yeah. Fuck off with your big iron on your hip. I, I don't know. Hip replacements, I, historically, the old fucks. I don't know. Historically, I don't know how 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 culture people contribute to Dublin or vice versa. But uh, why don't let's you just, line let's dance just, out of here? Why don't we? Out of sheer ignorance, just uh, resort back to old stereotypes yeah yeah west brit nice um, probably can't say that <laughs> beep that out but um 
but uh, what, what, what were you saying there? Uh, what were you giving out to me? But why were you been giving? Why, why were you giving out about cultures again? I wasn't giving out about cultures. I was saying that five nights of eighty thousand people descending on the city was a bit much. But how was a bit much? Like, how did it inconvenience you? It didn't inconvenience me in the slightest. Sorry, did you not have to bring somebody to the fucking hospital off the back of it? Not off the back of the gig, no, no. That was that was a completely separate incident, but nothing to do with the gig. That had that had nothing to do with the influx of a couple cultures. of hundred thousand people. Not saying cultures. I'm just saying people drinking, buggers, partying. Filling up streets and causing trouble. You, you better check your privilege. That's all I'm saying, Mister Fucking, Mister Mister Affluent. There, um, there. That was not. That was not in relation to good country folks join a bit of square dancing in Croke Park. I'll have you. I'll have you for slander. Uh, I forgot me, Chris and Brian recorded one from a pub in Cork. Yes, yes. Um, Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Happy Christmas, Chris. PJ was a great guest, wasn't he? He just... PJ PJ was great, and let's not forget, because we didn't get to it, Declan Shalvey. Declan Shalvey. Another amazing guest. Like... Yes, we be just I like I, I guess we got really lucky this year with with the guests that we had on in terms of like the they were just great communicators. Yeah, you know, like it's a joy to just let PJ go, to let Declan talk, to, to sell his book, to talk about his love as comics, to hear Coy talk about his relationship with creativity. I, that episode was great. I loved it a bit. Um, Shout out to Coy for listening. Happy Christmas, buddy. And, and, and talking um, to, to Ryan about, um, you know, the, the history of his podcast and his, his love of Thor and mm. Marvelous Mrs. Mason and stuff. It was, it's great. He loves Thor. My God. They are constant. They they are on it, Instagram wise. Those guys, they're always like finding new nuggets of tour stuff to discuss and and promote. And you know, fair play to them. I don't even love myself that much. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I. I. They. They do put me to shame on the social media stuff for the the endless stream. That's not yes. Put like Jesus Christ, buddy. You're not the fucking like. I don't do any of it. Jesus, you do enough. Um. Yeah. Who do you? Who, obviously, you. You were in the most episodes this year. Uh, did I miss? Did I miss one? Missed one or two? I edited yeah, them. You missed one or two. Yeah. You missed one or two. Um, I probably missed the most, would you say? I don't know. I don't think that's worth leaning Only into. because I was in Brazil for three weeks. Yeah. Um, Understand the world. No, I have a life outside of this <laughs> damn podcast cage. Um, we talked um, Mahershali and his relationship with the Blade movie, how that's kind of fallen apart a bit. They've, I don't know if they've landed on a director again yet. Um, I think they did. Brian, I think we, we, we posted about it. Sorry, go ahead. Did we find a new director? 
I think they, I think they did. I thought we posted about it. But anyways, go on, Brian. What? Uh, I was just laughing at the title eighty-one protein or erotica because I fuck. Well, I didn't fuck up Brian's birthday present. His present got stolen in the mail, um, so I was presented with two options. Subsequently, um, yes, I do recall Brian having I, some sort of fixation with protein shakes and pornography. <laughs> what he loves um, Declan was a great guest um, did you did you um, did you keep reading Old Dog oh yeah for sure I'm, I'm like uh, did I read ep- is issue 3 is issue 3 out yet I think issue 3 is out after Christmas but uh, sure. I've not been getting no, into it. Old Dog's great man yeah, and I think we should have Declan. I think we should have him on when it when it wraps up. I'd love to hear how he felt about it and stuff, you know, because obviously he's not finished himself. I don't think he's finished. Yeah, created it book himself. Um, what was uh, did you read any good comic books this year? Do you know what? I don't think I did. I don't think I've really read a comic book this year. Hmm. The only book I read was I got issue one of the Star Trek book that had oh, like yeah. deep the deep space nine super cut. did you not did you not read full circle yet no i haven't read either of those things they're still here wrapped in plastic fair uh i reckon the best book i read and i read a few i reckon the best one though i read would have to go to daniel warren johnson for do a powerbomb do a powerbomb and maybe we can get him on the show sometime do you think that's a possibility I think everything's possible, buddy. Why not? I love it. I like the um, it's the Wayne's world. If you book them, they will come, kind of thing. Yeah, why not? Like you just you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You just gotta ask. That's it. Favorite Christmas song? This shouldn't be as hard as it is. Um, I don't like to hear it early in the year, but if I'm in a pub and we start hearing Fairy Tale New York, that's kind of a great end to the evening. I do like it. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. You? Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Uh, I also love Bob Dylan's Must Be Santa. Um, I also I, love uh, Little Donkey. I don't know that one. It's more of a Christian song, I think, maybe. Yeah. Little Donkey, Little Donkey, you carry a heavy load. Little Donkey, Little Donkey. Something Jerusalem you will go. It's a donkey carrying like Jesus and his fam, yeah? Alright. Carrying yeah, the fam. Um, carrying the fam. The only fam. Do the only place. The only fam. No, the only holy fam and the holy place. Did you just imply that Mary has an only fans? Uh Mary could have an only fans, sure. I mean, why wouldn't she? Uh she has a child to look after. She gave birth in the stables. You know, she may be homeless. Stop it. <laughs> you never really hear about Jesus' formative years, do you? Uh, what, when he was like smoking cigarettes and shifting girls around by the bike shed? Yeah. yeah. Mary Madeline. Yeah. Drinking cans up the graveyard. Yeah. Bear was great. Clerks 3 was fun. Bear, that's... that's I've... I've, I want to see Clerks 3. Bear was great. 
a gentleman that tattooed this evening said it was his top show of the year. Which I thought was fair. Ooh, have you a top show of the year? If I asked Scruff that question, I feel like he'd want to go and like put together a spreadsheet and come back to me with a a list that ended with the word inclusive choices. <laughs> oh, um, do I have a top show this year? Yeah. Um, it didn't come out this year, but it's still one of the best shows ever. Invincible. Really? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that because it pisses you off. Um, do I have a favorite show this year? I really, you know what? I have to say it. Despite the fact that Moon Knight's my favorite, one of my favorite characters, and despite the fact that uh, Daredevil did make an appearance in uh, She-Hulk, um, and it's been a sh- it's been a year of really great TV shows, and like there's been some phenomenal ones. Obviously, there's like some more serious stuff, and you know, there's some really great things out there. However, my top show of the year, potentially, Peacemaker. I was gonna say, I did watch. I did watch Ted Lasso this year, and that was also incredible. And Mister In Between, I gotta give Declan Mister In Between shout out. Brilliant. Do you know yeah. what Scruff called that out as well on the, during his hour? Yeah. It's a banger of a yeah. show. Um, yeah. Did you have a favorite episode within that? Uh, Mister In Between. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I'd imagine Brian was the exact same. The episode where they, where he kind of uh, loses his lockbox and he's in the back of the car and there's all that pandemonium. That was great. Mm. Um, yeah. I love the episode where the guy comes to him with, like, he's dying and his daughter was murdered X years ago. It's so I, I see. I, I wanted, I, I initially thought of that one, but it's light. just, it's. Keep it light, yeah. I also, I also did like the episode where um, uh, he has a shootout to start with the other guys, and oh no, he has he has a kind of he's doing a deal with the guys, mm. and they kind of screw him over, and then he goes after them because there's still there's just, there's something about like kind of like two two people cut for the same cloth, not like having issues with each other. It's like basically two soldiers stuck together from opposing forces, just like they're just there because they're. It's what life gave them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, I, I think personal. about that in relation to like, um, oh God, what is it? Like maybe Way of the Gun or De, uh, Sicario. Benicio del Toro. Sicario, yeah. Um, there's something else where it's like, where you see, where you see who would be, uh, Pulp Fiction, you know, like you, where you're following Vincent Vega as the mm. the protagonist in one episode, and then in the next episode, he's just like this thug coming out of a bathroom who gets iced. Like it's this sort of mm. like a slight shift of perspective, and our protagonist is Something seen else. from this sort of third angle. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a great show. Um, House of the Dragon was a real standout for me this year, as much as anything, because of Paddy yeah. Considine's performance. If you haven't Very, watched it, great. I'd recommend watching it. He's not, yeah. Beautiful. Like, if if they didn't do another series, I would be happy to just watch the King Viserys show. Interesting. Um, it's just a beautiful arc. Beautiful, tragic, sort of Shakespearean arc. There's no way that wasn't fucking inspired mm. by the sort of sort of tragedies. Um, but I yeah. watched Peacemaker way too many times to discount it. Peacemaker man's hit, hit all the notes, you know, funny and endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I did see uh, James Gunn was talking on Twitter today, kind of addressing the idea that he would... Uh, he responded when someone said... So he was defending what they're doing, saying, you know, look, some of these decisions might seem uh, unpopular, but what we're trying to do is tell the best story we possibly can. And somebody responded with the idea that, like, it's kind of hard to take when you're keeping the Suicide Squad people and the Peacemaker thing going. And he responded, I keep hearing that theory. We haven't said we're doing that. Yeah, fair. So, um, I mean, like, he hasn't. And I never, I never, I never, just because, like, just because he didn't say that they're, you know, they're not moving forward with those shows, I never perceived it as. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. he didn't, like, basically, my, my interpretation of it is, like, just because he didn't say uh, something doesn't mean it's the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I would love them to just, I would love them to just uh, start over, start over from scratch. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think so, buddy. Uh, you know, as much as I liked uh, some of those characters and movies and stuff, um, I don't think it's serving anybody to just keep keep, you know, flogging them. It's like just let them go. Just let them go. They're already dead. Yeah, I don't even think. I don't even think Momoa needs to do Lobo. Just fucking like the fact that you're going to Lobo feels too early for me as well. It's like I know we're X amount of years into this fucking DCEU, but like it hasn't worked. Start over. Establish a firm foundation. Logo comes later in the game. Logo is such a weird offshoot. Ground us in a world. Like part of what Iron Man did was ground you in a real world and have a weird thing like a fucking technical suit. And then superpowers and magic came along the way. By the time we get to space, the final frontier. Yeah. Um, just yeah, a, you just know a what? Though, I'm not, I'm not invested. Stuff. Yeah, I'm not invested in uh, him as low as as Aquaman enough to care that he's not or that he's going to be Lobo. Like he's a good shot for Lobo, realistically. But uh, my thing is this: I just I don't know how we get to Lobo. Oh, I don't know. Like who cares? That's not our problem. But Lobo's such a wacky character in many ways that I think you need to establish the firm world in which you live before you introduce a Zane. Are you saying? Are you saying essentially it's like kind of like doing a Venom movie without Spider Man? It's like you can't do a Lobo movie without context. I think Deadpool works better because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been established. Even if he is in the Fox end of things. Yeah, well, he's not anymore, but yeah. Him, him being zany and weird and fourth wall breaky works because we have the context that we live in to break. Well, sure, let's, let's see where it goes. Well, listen, we've done a fair recap. We've talked about what we watched this week. We've planned our Christmas shopping. I've been to too many nights out in the last week and a half to two weeks good man I've good man. been coming home at one in the morning I've been coming home at good four man. in the morning good man I'm happy for you 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 deserve it I have just been very sensible and minding my own business however I do want to say something why do you want to say something to you what are you looking forward to next year have you got any piece of media that you're looking forward to the most next year or anything that not the most but anything that's kind of Anything that's tickling your whistle? Anything that rings your bell? Anything that licks your lashes? 
again, I, I think we covered a little bit of this with the scruff section. Oppenheimer looks great. Um, well, I, I say it, it, it's beautifully shot, and Nolan is always intriguing. Uh, Mission Impossible. Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see... Oh, yeah. I'd love to see Loki. That's next year, right? Um, I know that... Um, I think it's next year as well. Season 2 of Perry Mason's coming out. I really enjoyed the first season. Um, I don't know if you watched that. I wanted to. I have not watched it, but I wanted to. But there are some of your highlights. Um, they're my highlights. Do you have... Um, well, one one thing I'm definitely looking forward to is a book coming from Dark Horse called Joe Death and the Graven Image by Benjamin Shipper. I follow Benjamin on the YouTubes and I watch some of his, uh, he likes to do commentaries on books that he's into, comic books he's into, novels, art books, artists, things like that. Um, and he's really, he has a broad range of stuff he covers, but he is, he will be releasing a comic book called Joe Dead and the Graven Image next year. That's come out, I think, March 1st, I think. Um, and I'm, I've been waiting for it. I think it was meant to come out this year around September or something and it, it got delayed. And I'm very excited for that book. I've been following the production of it. Uh, I was on his Patreon and I was on his newsletter and stuff. Um, and I think his artwork is beautiful and inspiring. I imagine he's a good storyteller and I'm looking forward to it. If you check out his YouTube channel as well, uh, he discusses a failed pitch he wanted to make about Ewoks. Uh, the, the Ewok, Star Wars Ewoks, you know. And I think he has some concept art and different things. His work is beautiful. I literally, I can watch him do time lapses of him just drawing and coloring and sketching. And he has a beautiful video of an, a, a rhino. So he's a, he's a, yeah, it's a, it's a piece of art, like, you know, but it's a rhino sharpening their horn at one of those old wheels, you know, mm. with the little, like, <laughs> flints of it around. And it's just, it's just beautiful, you know. And I, I watched a guy just, a time lapse of him just doing it and chatting and whatever, you know. I love it, love it, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, his book is coming out next year and I'm very excited for it. Super excited for it. What was the name of the book again? Joe. Joe Death and a Graven Image. I've read some of it. There was a, I can't remember. There was like a small preview, like maybe like a seven page preview or something. It's beautiful. The colors are beautiful. I'm so excited. It's a Western as well. Oh, well, that would sell it for you. Do you, do you watch Yellowstone? No, not yet. I, I don't have the channel, man. That feels like something that would be right up your alley. And especially as yeah. uh, the 1923, 1927, the sequel series is coming out, or the prequel series is coming out, set 100 years mm-hmm. before. Yeah, brilliant, man. I love that shit. With Harrison Ford. I want to get on it. Yeah, great. Yeah, I still, actually, I still need to watch um, the Deadwood, the movie. I've not watched it. Oh, you should. You, but you know it's one of those things where like if you love something it's like mm. Daredevil season 3 I, I kind of I love it but I can't bring myself to finishing it and finishing it you know yeah. that kind of way well I got to the other end of yeah. it and then suggested we actually go to Deadwood and stay in the hotel I'll do it because um, like it is the early 1900s at that point but um, remind me of Timothy Oliphant's character's name Ooh, Al Swearinger is the bar owner uh oh what is it oh my god well either way as well as being like some time lawman and uh 
uh, general goods salesman. Because you know, his, the he deputy opened a hotel like, there, uh, and the hotel is still there. Is it that, that, that gem, is it? Hmm? Seth Bullock, that was it. Seth, Seth Bullock. Bullock was his name. Yeah. Was it the gem, I wonder? The gem, I think, it still operates out of Deadwood. But anyways, right, Shulok, I'm fucking hungry, man. I haven't eaten today, and it's, it's shlit, and my dinner's waiting for me. Your dinner's waiting for you. Yeah, I don't have anything decent to eat. I'm, I'm eating garbage here. And, like, I had popcorn in the cinema there. I've got, like, these little Christmas cakes, but they're very, very rich, oh, so nice. that's not really good for dinner. Um, I need something hearty. I made... I made myself a cabernara, so I'm very looking forward to eating that. Very good. Very yeah. good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Although I didn't have mushrooms, so there's no mushrooms in it, which disappoints me because I love mushrooms in a cabernara. So far, it is looking like uh, five out of five lads in bag of cats. Sorry, four out of five lads in bag of cats and yourself. Um, don't wear pajamas. Yeah, I just don't think it's like, don't get me wrong, like I love a dressing gown. Mm. I like comfy clothes, mm. but just uh, I, I sweat so bad at nighttime as well, which is gross. Do people want to hear that? I don't give a fuck. Uh, You've got to tell them anyway. Um, but it is funny because Owen, uh, the one cat that seems to wear pajamas, is so confused and doesn't understand why he's the only one. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I can't wear it because of boners. Your, your boners are too powerful for pajamas? No, man, but do you not get like... Dick egg. Merry Christmas!